On today's special episode, we focus on the warrior's dominion of his body, mind, and spirit. Dominion is one of the main components of the modern-day warrior archetype. A warrior's dominion over his being separates him from the average man. Now check this out. Our special guest today is Ray Kerr. He served our nation for 10 years in the SEAL teams. Now Ray is super well known from the History Channel's hit series, The Selection. He's also been in movies such as Captain Phillips and hosted the BBC smash hit, Ultimate Hell Week and Modern Shooter. Ray is also a former winner of the Ultimate Soldier Challenge. This guy is the real deal, gentlemen. He is raw and to the point and is going to pull no punches whatsoever. Join us in this wide-ranging conversation about the way of the warrior in today's world. We go into discipline, mindset, raising kids, crushing fear, and much, much more. Stand by. Welcome to the Man of War podcast where we forge men into warriors and get them battle-ready for the game of life. Learn warrior hacks that strengthen your mindset, self-confidence, courage, and personal protection skills. Unlock a life that embodies a warrior spirit for dynamic success in life and in business. If you're joining us for the first time, you're tuning in to the one and only podcast that empowers you to achieve greatness by living the warrior lifestyle. Each show, we interview elite men from around the globe and delve deep into their mindset and daily rituals, uncovering their secrets to success. I'm Rafa Conde, founder and creator of the Man of War movement. Join me on this life-altering journey where we recharge your mind, body, and spirit. Rise of night, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde, and I am your host. Listen up. Hang on for a super inspiring show today. I am super stoked, super stiked up. We got motivation, inspiration, double-feeded your way. We're going to motivate the shit out of you. Guess what? But you're going to have no excuses because the man that we have in this program today will take no excuses from anyone. He's going to set you straight walking the warrior's path with no excuses allowed. All right, gentlemen, it's the season to be thankful, and I am so grateful for each and every one of you. For those who have embarked in this journey with me, walking in the warrior's path, I commend you. I am truly honored that you have chosen to be my brothers and walk beside me in a path that less than 1% of the men out there have taken. You have the heart, you have the fortitude, and more importantly, you have made this clear-cut decision in your life. Also, gentlemen, keep the emails coming. I love them. They confirm that what we're doing here is changing lives. God knows we need more warrior-minded men in this planet, men like yourselves that have stepped up to lead from the front to be better husbands, fathers, friends, businessmen, but above all, to be warriors prepared for battle, prepared to live courageous lives as protectors and providers. Before we jump on board, a couple of quick reminders. Do yourself a favor and check out the Online Warrior Development Academy. We've just rolled out WarDev Interactive, which is an immersive accountability program where we set up weekly missions and hold each other accountable. You will also be able to ask questions directly to me and to other WarDev coaches in the Warrior Lounge. We're taking this academy to an entirely new level. See how hundreds, and I'm talking hundreds of warrior-minded men here that are transforming their lives by applying the three elements of the triad. 
mind shift paradigm, field dominion, and warrior craft. They're doing this and they're applying it to their lives, taking them to such a higher level in business and in life. The virtual training modules have helped them increase their confidence, courage, mindset by making them stronger warriors in our society. From parents to husbands to entrepreneurs to pilots to CEOs to musicians to doctors to real estate brokers, so many more on this. I got to tell you, this has been mind-boggling for me. This program has elevated the playing field, and right now you can get in for two weeks absolutely free. Go check it out at forgingawarrior.com. Also, go grab your free booklet that will introduce you to living a warrior lifestyle at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. So it's time to whip out your pen and paper. You're going to want to take notes here for sure. Let's jump right into it. Ray, welcome to the Man of War podcast, buddy. It is an absolute honor to have you on. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, brother. I'm uh, honored to be here. Awesome, awesome. Hey, listen, for our listeners, I want you to introduce yourself. I mean, you have a badass career, and I want you to talk about it. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, name's Ray Care, call sign Cash. 45 years young, brother, still kicking. God uh, bless. Thank you, thank you. Career, um, served 12 years in uh, the world's greatest Navy for the world's greatest country. Had the uh, privilege and honor of being a Navy SEAL. Uh, transferred... Uh, transitioned out of that to do some some work overseas with some people, and you know, just uh, along the lines, uh, married a great woman, and decided that I would start branching off and doing my own thing. You know, I'm I'm into motivation, I'm into fitness, I'm into just all around uh, being a positive role model and kicking ass, brother. Awesome. So, Ray, I want to start kind of digging deep into into your life and 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 how you got where you where you are today. I mean, basically, uh, a lot of our listeners are going to know you from uh, the show, The Selection, uh, where you kicked ass there. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that and, and how that experience went for you? Yeah. Uh, well, to, before we get into that, you know, like I said, I, was, I wasn't made overnight. We'll get into that a little later. But, uh, you know, with a lot of pain comes growth. And I think that is the message that happened with The Selection, um, so pretty much how it started off is I got a call from uh, Grant Crawler, who was obviously in charge of the show. He's called the showrunner, the executive producer. And he said, I have a project for you that would be perfect. He was following me on my Instagram and everything and loved the positive message that I was getting across. And, um, I don't know if you watch the show, I'm a little more raw than most people. Um, I, I, I I wear my heart on my sleeve, brother, and I tell it like it is. You either love you either love me or you hate me. As uh, you can ask a good mutual friend of ours, Jason Redmond, you either love me or hate me. But um, I got a call. I was asked to come out to L.A., where I had never met any of those guys before. I knew of them. Um, you know, I knew of the other two seals, and I knew of Bert um, because of his other side business he has. But they put us in a room with about fifteen other candidates that were uh, going for that position and you know they asked us a bunch of questions they put us in a room to see how we would all jive and um, then they did a one-on-one with us and obviously um, I think they could not have handpicked a better crew 
for the for that show for that series and i will tell you it was probably one of the biggest probably one of the top five biggest accomplishments i've done in my life it was well rehearsed well scripted even though we did it from the cuff and everybody that was on that show as i'm speaking from like the top down just had a mutual respect for each other you know i mean we didn't cut any corners brother what you saw is what happened we didn't cut we didn't edit it we just brother we fucking went with it you know we made it as real as we could and uh that's what it's about you know so hats off to all the guys uh i you know i i was a small part of that show um because you know when you surround yourself with excellence man it's hard to shine you know I, my hat's off to every one of those other instructors i love them all yeah for for our listeners if you have not uh watched the show you got to go out there and watch it it's called the selection it's uh Basically, it's a very interesting show. I mean, they get, you know, regular civilians out there and put them through hell. And uh, yeah, so yeah. So what it was is we took uh, 30 of America's toughest civilians and we went 12 days straight. Cameras never stopped, uh, never turned off. They were constantly rolling. Um, There was no prize. Um, It's literally you against yourself. And what you're trying to see is people because what we did is we took 30 individuals and what we did is you have to weed out the weak uh, to weed out the strong. And that's one of my quotes in there. And when we got down to, you know, I don't want to give, give it away to everybody. Well, the end product is the best end product that we could possibly have on that show and in life. They, they did everything to the T and I keep in touch with the people that survived. We'll leave it at that. How's that? That's awesome. Phenomenal. It's definitely a, a very motivational, very inspirational show. I would highly recommend that you guys uh, watch the show. Now, let's kind of move away from that a little bit and start talking about your mindset. I mean, we sat here before the show and, you know, we kind of talked about your mindset. I mean, you're a hyped up dude, man. You, you have that energy, you have that vibrancy. And I, I want to dig deep a little bit. Where did you get that? I mean, was that prior to you going into buds training? Did you have that when you were younger? No. Um, so, you know, the boohoo story about Ray Cash Care, uh, I grew up in an abusive uh, upbringing. Parents were divorced. Father was a savage biker who, um, who believed in an iron fist and in a leather belt to get his point across. Uh, I have nothing but respect for him. He was murdered when I was 11. Um, but this is what I will tell you. Uh, when you grow up like that, you have two, two roads you can, you can pick and they both begin with S's. You can take the road of shit or the road of success. And here's how it worked with me when I was in 12th grade of high school. Um, I was an athlete. I was good at everything I did. I was okay in school, but I loved fighting. I was very aggressive. I could never figure out. I never had a, I never belonged anywhere. I hung out with everybody. I was always searching for something. You know, I, I'm, I was always balls to the walls. You know, I don't know if I had built up aggression, if I had this, if I had that, whatever. Um, decided to um, change my life for the better, join the Navy, which, you know, was the greatest, uh, smartest decision I ever made. You know, um, there were some bumps along the way, but um, – I think that my mindset developed over a year. I think, and this is what I want to make very clear to everybody. Everybody has the warrior mindset in them. But here's the problem that people 
have nowadays. And it, it's, it, I see it with the youth all the way up is people think they're fucking entitled to stuff for free. And <laughs> Amen, <I'm> t- brother. <laughs> and I'm yeah. telling you right now, Jack, I, no one has ever given me anything for free. Um, I believe that hard work is rolling up your sleeves and getting down and dirty. I come from nothing. And, you know, mindset is, you know, is the ability to get up and kick ass every day because I have I have goals and I teach mindset courses and I do this. And this is what I tell every single person with mindset. Get up and be better today than you were yesterday, because every day that you get up is a new chance to change your life. I swear by that. You know, people are like, oh, blah, why me? Blah, blah. When people are not being successful and they say, why me? I look right at them in my seminars and I say, why not you? You are the weakest one in this in this herd. And what happens, you know, look, let's look at the animal kingdom. When the lions are hunting, what do they go after? They go after the weakest one. Why not, man? Nothing right, changes. after the weak link, absolutely. That's right. And it's just like anything else. I can go into a room of 50 people and I can pick out by watching body language, by watching just eye contact by watching just everything, you know, perspiration, who is the weak link in there and who really doesn't want to be there. And I will isolate them out, man. I will isolate them out in a minute. And like I tell them, listen, if you don't want to be here, get the hell out of here because I'm here to improve people because the reason why I have mindset is because not because of how successful I am. I'm going to make this real clear, not for how successful I am. And I am, I'm pretty fucking successful for a kid with barely has a high school education. But it's from all the failures. You know, I, we talked about this beforehand. No one sees, you know, no one sees how many doors were slammed in my faces, how many deals I've lost, how many TV shows I've turned down because they're just not me. What people see is the success. But what they don't see, we talked about the mindset. It's the drive, brother. It's when you get that door shut, shut in your face or, you know, you, you're told no. How many times you get knocked down? It's how many fucking times you get back up swinging. Absolutely. And the guys that you see that are successful and probably the guys that you have on this show, i.e. Jason Redman, talk about a hard motherfucker, a very good friend of mine, we fail more times, a hundred times more than we succeed. If, if You know, that, that's just, that's the way of the West, man. That's how it is. Totally. I mean... You couldn't have said it better. So let me ask you this, though. Buds, the Navy, built that mindset. Is that what you're saying? In the end here, they built that mindset to where you are today? Or was it just, you know, when you know you went through your, your obviously, you, have a, you had a very difficult childhood. Did that build you up also? Did that I, make I you think, stronger? Yeah, I think that's what gave me the internal fortitude to make it through buds, you know, cause I'll sit here and I'll tell you the same thing I've told other people. You know, I know there's a few people like Jocko and guys that said they never thought about quitting buds. Brother, I thought about quitting buds probably about three solid times. Does that make me weak? No, it makes me human. But I think having, you know, getting my ass kicked my whole life, being told I was nothing my whole life, you know, I wasn't going to fail myself. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, and people, People always go, Cash, you know, when you when you were you going through all this shit, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, it has nothing to do with anyone else. At the time when I was going through buds, I didn't want to let myself 
or my boat crew down. I owed it to those guys. And that's what, you know, I made it through Bud's the first time. Iron Horse, man. I started with Bud's Class 200, and I finished with my class. So statistically, 136 started, 16 original made it. We had 51 graduate, and these are all great guys, but only 16 hard-ass mofos started and finished. Gentlemen, a quick break in the action. It's the new year coming. It is time. It is finally time here to step up and take a hold of your life. Stop flatlining day in and day out, burying your head in the sand, being dragged around like a rag doll. Discover who you are truly by opening up your soul, your mind, and letting go of all that poison in your life. It's time to cultivate the warrior spirit. It's time to start living the warrior lifestyle. Go grab your book to get you started on the warrior's path right now. Forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. It's a free book that'll set you on the road to walking the warrior's path. Go grab it. Now back to the show. And... You know, a lot of it's luck, but you got to get in that mindset. You know, you've got to, when shit's getting bad, man, you got to go somewhere else. You know, you mentally, you've got to go to a place that most people don't want to go. And you've just got to find your why, you know, which is one of my seven points of performance of mindset. You got to have your why, because I'm telling you right now, brother, if you don't have a why in this life, you will die. And I don't mean literally, I mean, with success, with finance, with family, with faith. If you don't have a why, you will not succeed in this world. You will be passed up and you will be passed over by bigger, faster, stronger, more motivated individuals because, um, you know, you know, I do a lot of other side stuff and I, I surround myself with the best and I tell everybody I am fucking hungry and I want a seat at the table. And when you get your seat at the table, that's when you really have to start working. That's not when you, you, you slack off. You know, so keep that in mind. And that, that's a message I want to tell people. When you think you're at the top of your game, you're not. You're, you're, that's when it just begins. That's right. It's not always easiest to be that lion in the top of the mountain. I mean, you got to fight to stay on top of that mountain, no doubt about it. Amen, brother. Amen. So, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is that warrior mindset, that mentality where you must, like, just like alluding to what you just said, I mean, you must have a life of purpose. If you walk around flatlining and you don't have that life of purpose, realistically, you're not going to be able to implement any positivity into your life unless you just want to be a nine to five guy that, you know, has just an average life. This is not what this show is about. This is not what I'm about. This is not what you're about. So I want you to tell me, what I can tell one of these, you know, flatlining guys that just kind of going from nine to five in mm-hmm. his life, I want you to give me something that I could tell that guy and say, wake the fuck up. It's time to roll. I'll tell you exactly what I would do. I have, I have a basic uh, exercise that I make my, I like the word you use, flat, flatliners um, do when they come to my seminars. I make them look in the mirror. Okay. And I do this. I have a nine-year-old daughter named Nyla who does the same damn thing every morning and every night before she goes to bed. She gets up in the morning and she looks in the mirror and she says, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. She says that. And again, I wish she was here right now with me because I would quote and she would say it. So what I would do is I tell people, 
Put one thing about yourself that you wish you could change. I want you to put that on your support side. So if you're left-handed, put it on your right side. If you're right-handed, put it on the left side of the mirror. And then on your strong side, put two things about yourself that you like. Two things about yourself that you like. And I'll tell you, my mind is, or my, two, uh, my weak side, I'm my own worst critic. Or my strong side, it's I've changed. Like I feel that I'm a family man and I'm motivated. So every night before I go to bed, I look at I look at the the I look at my what I want to improve. Then what I do is I look at what I have accomplished, okay? And then I say I'm a winner, I'm in a champion. And you go and people go, "Why in the fuck do you do this?" I'll tell you why. I'm going to Here's the drum roll. Think of it like this. You have children, correct? Yes. Okay. So, how do you teach a child without burning themselves that a, a that a, a a stove is hot? I'll answer you before I do it. You program them. You program them. Hot, hot. No, no, don't touch. Do you agree? I have a daughter that's, okay? My daughter, if if she burns that hand, it's programmed in her mind, hot. Well, guess what? I'm doing the same damn thing. I'm programming people that they're not worthless. They're not useless. I'm programming people that they are winners and they are champions. And guess what? What I do is it's called front sight focus, brother. Front sight focus on, on that mirror. You look at yourself. What do I need to improve on? What do I love about myself? If you can't fucking find one thing that you love about yourself or you're so arrogant, there's not one thing that you want to improve. Guess what? I don't I, I can't help you. I've never had anybody in years of my training not be able to find one thing that they want to improve about themselves and one thing that they like about themselves. And I tell people, I, I don't want to, it's not monetary. I don't want to hear you're a millionaire because I deal with a lot of rich people. No. What do you like about yourself? And they're like, give me an example, Cat. I'll tell, I'll, say, I'll tell you. Something that I love about myself is I put my family first. My family comes before me. Cash, why is it negative to be uh, hard on yourself? Well, I am my best and my worst critic. I'm an overachiever. So what I tell people is, is that the first drill that you do is you look in that damn mirror and you do it. And I know people are like, oh, that sounds stupid. And you program yourself to say it. First, you're going to say it. Then you're going to start believing it. Okay. And this is what I'll tell you with success. And I want to make this very clear. It does not happen overnight. I'm 45 years young and I still have not figured out all the intricacies on how to be successful. There are people richer than me. There are people that um, that they've done it quicker than me. But this is what I'll tell you. I am happy with who I am. That is how you judge success. My ability to help others help themselves, brother. Absolutely. And that is a, a huge point. And I'm going to touch on this here. In my opinion... Everything that I teach, everything that is at my core is when we are developing warrior-minded men, if you as a man cannot give of yourself, teach others, assist others, help others, serve others, in my book, brother, you are not a warrior. Would you agree? I agree wholeheartedly, man. Um, you know, you got to give, you got to give to get. You got to people like, I don't understand what you mean, Cash. You know, I can be successful with things, but you know, I give back to give back to charities, foundations, um, help out with them. I help out with underprivileged kids all the time. I mean, you got to give. 
I don't want recognition for that shit. I don't. And I'm not telling you that right now. So you say, awesome. I do it because you know what? It makes me feel good. And when I was struggling and I was, I like to say, grinding, a lot of people didn't want to help me. I didn't, you know. I grew up with a father that, you know, beat me. Uh, you know, I love my mom, but she wasn't real lovey. You know, I didn't have that support and supportive, loving family. I had to do it on my own. And this is what I tell people. If you don't have the love, you know, I get it. But guess what? That doesn't give you an excuse to stop. You just got to fucking dig deeper. I, if I can do it, this is, if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're spot on on that. And it's, it's about, you know, everything that we do in the end, it goes like this. And I'm sure you're going to agree with me here. I mean, you can be on your deathbed and start thinking about what my life was about or what your life was about. And you step out there and you're like, listen, how many people did I help? Ultimately, I mean, that has to be the core of every human being. How did I extend myself? How did I disseminate my knowledge? You go to bed, you go to sleep forever, and if you don't give your knowledge, man, it's it's worthless. I mean, so what I love about you here is that you're out there and, and, and you're teaching and you are giving of yourself and you're giving of everything that you learn to other people. You're motivating them. You're inspiring them. So my question here is, is it, are you really picking and choosing who you are giving this information to? Or are you just saying, hey, listen, I'm stepping into this group and every one of you motherfuckers can be a fucking warrior. Yeah. Uh, you know, option B, man. Uh, you know, I put on seminars. I have people that reach out to me all the time and I tell them, you know, hey, listen, this, you know, some people have gone to my seminars and when they, you know, my favorite part of my seminar, and you can even ask uh, Redmond about this is, the people that come that are hesitant about it, you know, I, cause I like to walk around and, and meet people and you hear people, I don't know if this is for me and I, you know, and I'm, and you know, and you hear it and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the, uh, an example of one of the seminars I do, um, I put, I do it down in Florida is I incorporate PT, physical fitness, physical training, because in order to grow and to, for expansion, there needs to be pain. There needs to be sweat. There needs to be tears. So an example was a woman who, very wealthy lady in her mid-60s, I'm not, I'm not physically fit. I don't know if this is for me. You're a lot. You're loud. You're obnoxious. And I went, yeah, so? And I told her, I said, I'll tell you what. I, and I told her this. I'll tell you what. At the end of this seminar, if you're not happy, I'll give you back, I don't know, whatever the hell it is we make. You would be charged for the seminars. I don't give a shit about that. The end of the seminar, I've got a video of her pulling a Ford Raptor with three other women with me behind the steering wheel screaming at them, calling them, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. And you know what? What I did was, is I, what, what this is about, what people need to understand is mindset, the warrior mindset is about breaking barriers. It's about breaking your own barrier. You have to get to that point. Like what we do is, is we, we, we take individuals and we redline them and we literally, we 
take them to the to the top of where they are, and then all of a sudden we take it all away from them and we strip them down to the bare essentials. That's in a one day course. That is, they're tired, they're hungry, they're sweaty, their body hurts, and I tell them, I swear to you, if you finish this, you will. Ha- you can live with this two ways. You can live with defeat, or you can li- uh, live with victory. When this woman was done with pulling the raptor, she told me she hadn't walked because she's from Florida. She hasn't walked up two flights of steps in 10 years. And I had her, her, my wife, and some other ladies pulling a Ford Raptor with a rope around a whole parking facility. And when she was done with, she goes, I never thought, I I said, no, you never, what you did was, is you doubted yourself. You have doubted yourself for the last however many years it was and she looked at me right there and she said and she, it's funny she goes mr cash i will never doubt myself or my abilities again and i said you've got it now that's what it's about you have to believe in yourself there is no can't won't shouldn't eh, i don't like that and i'll tell you what you want to fucking mention the word quit to me you want to watch me go wild go ahead i do not believe in the word quit i believe in regrouping and coming back again that's it because, brother, I will take someone failing if they give me 100% a thousand times over one person quitting on me I, I, any day of the week. Because failing means you, you just it wasn't your day. Quitting means you gave up. I don't like that word, and I, I instill it in everything that I do. I refuse to quit at anything, you know. Um, in life – And again, what's so great about the warrior mindset, brother, is choose your battlefield. I have different battlefields. You have different battlefields. My toughest battlefield is at home with my beautiful wife and my daughter. I am not giving up on my family. You know, marriage is a struggle. Family is a struggle. You know, the days of people just giving up and getting divorces. And are you fucking kidding me? And you, you hear these stories about they're fighting over their kids and they're doing this when all they had to do was suck it up. Maybe go see a counselor. Hey, I've had to do it before. I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. I've had to see a counselor before because I wasn't the best husband. But I looked at my wife and I told her, I am not giving up on us and I'm not giving up on you. And I refuse to give up on me. And guess what, man? 12 years later, I'm in a great marriage with probably a woman I have no business being with, uh, no business. She's so many different levels out of my league, but you know what? She fucking loves me, and she supports me in everything I do, and we talked about this earlier, and I know you can relate. Beside every great man is a greater woman. All right, so I can totally relate to you, man. I mean, it's you know being an undercover cop and, and coming home at wee hours of the morning, and, you know, just being out and sometimes, you know, the wife not able to reach me at times and hear about shootings. And uh, you know, she, man, she went through that with me and, and, and she just stood by me. And there were times in, in, my, in my career that, you know, through that phase and that change, because when you're out there dealing with, with scumbags day in and day out, it does something to you. And like you, man, you know, we went to counseling and, and, you know, I said, fuck, no, I'm not ever giving up on my marriage. And being that she is who she is and how strong she is and she was able to put up with my shit, I still don't know how she puts up with it because it's, it's still, you know, a little bit difficult. But, man, you know, having a good woman by your side, absolutely. And 
kids make a difference for me also. I mean, you know, kids walking through the house, I'm sure you feel the same. You've, you know, you've been gone for a while or whatever, and all of a sudden, bang, you know, you have your wife, your daughter, you know, embracing you. There's nothing like it in the world. I couldn't agree more. And it's funny, guys in our line of work, uh, you know, what's funny, whenever I meet guys, you know, uh, and I go to their house and I meet their wives, the first thing I say is, what are you doing with this bum? You know, because I get it all the time from my wife. <laughs> and the guys are like, I've said it, you know, Jason with his wife, Erica, I mean, I've known them forever. And same thing, you know, my wife loves Jason. She thinks he's the sexiest guy in the world. I don't know why, but it's just, I don't know how we do it, but we land these women that are strong and beautiful and sexy and smart. I mean, you know, it's amazing. I mean, I couldn't have, I couldn't do what I do without her because when I'm gone and I'm off doing whatever it is I'm doing she's running that household you know I mean she's cracking the whip bro and uh when I come home I'm just like you know she's like get the fuck out of my way I've got and I'm like yes ma'am you know she's the boss <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean you know here, I run it I run the house just like my dad used to man my wife runs 97% of that household I put my foot down on about three three percent of things and that's it you know I pick and choose my battles wisely um Yes, but, sir. you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure, you know, whether whether the wives want to hear it or not, um, being with us as long as they have, they have that warrior mentality, too, man. I mean, you know, I, I can only, you know, my dad, my uh, my stepdad was a police officer, retired police officer. You know, he'd go out every night. My mom's wondering, is that going to be the last night that she sees him? I mean, that's that is that's tough, man. You know, um, I've I've given mindset courses to my folks back in the day to helping my mom try to deal with the stress and the tensions and, you know, there's exercises to try to relieve some of that, you know, that fear and anxiety of, you know, you know, the deal, man, you don't ever, we don't ever want to be getting that call or we don't want them getting a call, you know? So I hear you. Talk to me now that we, you just mentioned it. Talk to me about fear. How do you go out there and push someone to overcome that fear? Either if it's that fear of, you know, maybe pushing themselves too far. Because what I run into specifically being, you know, in the police academy and the new mentality, we're going to get into that, the millennial mindset. Uh, it, it, it's almost that individuals are too scared and too nervous to go to their limit or push themselves beyond their self-imposed limits. And they're fearful. So how do we break that barrier? How do we break that fear? Well, you know, that's a tough question. You have to be a good judge of character. That's something that I, I pride myself on. Um, a lot of fear comes, fear, I, I think, is diagnosed from people is doubt. Um, people that have a lot of doubt fear things, you know. So I try to figure out, you know, what what is the doubt that you have? You know, like some people have bad childhoods like me. They are very insecure because they've had a bad breakup. They've been fucked over with a friend for money. They've been, you know, I try to figure out what stems fear, which actually equals doubt is what I do. So like what I try to do is whenever I have seminars, I make people fill out questionnaires and I have about 10 questions. I ask them, you know, like, tell me about your childhood. That's one. Um, what is your occupation? That's two. Do you have a family? You know, because if someone's in their 40s and they've never been married, maybe they're, that could tell me maybe they're shallow, not in a bad way. Maybe they're self-centered. Maybe they got 
they're more of an individual, you know. So I try to figure out people if I have a class of 20 and then what I do is I put them in – I put – I make sure I break them up with individuals that are strong, people that I think have good core val um, core values that are leaders. And what we do is, what they'll do is, is they'll see that hey, hopefully they'll get the message. Is you know when we're pulling the truck or you know we're going out in the ocean swimming for the first time. That, hey, I try to tell people, listen, if everybody quits this evolution, like if I have twenty people that enter the ocean, right, twenty people. And let's say we're doing it at 5 o'clock at night, low-level light, and 20 of my people say, fuck you, Ray, I'm not doing this. I have failed as an instructor, as a leader. But if I can get one person to get in that water and the other 19 quit, I'm going to say to them, why does he? Why can he do it and you can't? Well, he's a good swimmer. Here, here's a life jacket. What other excuse do you have? Well, I have contacts. Take your fucking contacts out. No matter what excuse people have, you have to understand fear stems from doubt. What I do is I try to alleviate that doubt. I tell people, you don't need to have doubt. Stop doubting yourself. That's why you're here. If you didn't doubt yourself and you had the warrior mindset and mentality, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You know, I've had this before. I look people, I'll grab a hold of them. You're here because you want to better yourself. So if you want to do that, stop doubting yourself, stop doubting your abilities, and listen to me. I would not have you do this if I didn't believe in you. And sometimes that's all people need to hear as an external source telling them, I believe in you. That's what some people need to hear. Because, And I'll give you an example. I have a son, 23 years old. I train people for a living. I'm 45 years old. I, I can do this, this, and this. I can leap tall buildings in a, in a single bound. My son will not take physical fitness um, instruction from me or his mother, who is a world-class athlete. But my neighbor next door, who's a lieutenant commander of the regular Navy, who's a decent CrossFitter, will say, hey, try this because I, t- I gave him mm-hmm. the workout, and my son will do it. Yes. Why? Because it's an external source of positivity oh man. because Whew, that's a great point yeah, gray yeah it is it is um and it happens everywhere i'll give you an example i tell my wife here you go here you go let's let's use it with the family i go out with my wife she gets all done up i say baby you look beautiful thank you i go to the bathroom some guy comes up and hits on my wife that's 25 years old who is a young seal and i'm there with the commodore of the seal teams and i walk up and i'm like um And she's like, oh, it's okay. But literally, she used that, oh, I'm, you know, he's, you're pretty and blah, blah, blah. And it went so, it went to so many more levels because it's an external source of positivity. And people need to understand that. That's why, that's why you're coming to me. Because, and again, I'm not only going to be an external source of positivity, Jack, I'm going to be a positive source of negativity too. Because if you're not putting out, I will find a way to get it out of you. My goal as a mindset coach is to literally push people to their limits and then push them more. That's what, because that's what I had to do to get here to be able to talk to you today. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
the old saying you can't be a prophet in your own land i mean that that stands you know very tall with what you said and uh it's sometimes yeah you do need that external motivation and you know like your son you know he i have a i have a 19 year old also i mean i could do everything i can i run a martial arts school here you know i i it, 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 for him to come and train in my school uh, impossible, you know, yet, you know, other people, you know, pull him somewhere else and they, they motivate him to do other things. And, and uh, that it goes that route. So, oh, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. My son won't eat lasagna. My wife's Italian. He'll go to the neighbors and he'll eat instant, like, you know, cheap lasagna. It makes no sense. I, I, that's the one thing I can't figure out. It, the kid, kids don't want, you know, and I think it's true in life. They just get so, it becomes so, what's the word I'm static so just so so blah that they just need to go somewhere or hear it from someone else no matter how silly it is you know like my wife I mean oh my god I can give her compliments left and right god you look so sexy blah 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 you know she can have an 80 year old man at Home Depot when we're when we're shopping for something go wow you're a lucky man after the third time I said listen old man I know how lucky I am but she's <laughs> giggling and smiling all day long and I'm like right. Right. Fucking really? He's 80 years old. Right. But it's, you know, it's hearing it from a different source. And I think that's why people choose to come to my mindset lectures or people, you know, leadership courses or things like that, because they need a different source of just positivity, of energy, of, you know, because like I said, in, in my seminars, man, it's not all about, it's not all about positivity. Life is not rainbows and lollipops and and this and that life will kick you in the balls and you got to be ready for it. You know, you teach martial arts, you know, you, if you, if you, I do jujitsu, why, how do you get better at things? You build muscle memory, you toughen up the body. You got to do the same thing with the mind. It's programming. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's that repetition, it's, it's honing that, that mind and honing your body because a lot of times we can say, hey, listen, the mind's going to take you there. But guess what? If your body can't catch up, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're not going, <laughs> you're not going there. It's, 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 it's about, you know, having that balance of that body, the bo you know, body, mind and spirit. And, and that is a, a key component in my opinion in building the a modern day warrior listen we were talking about young you know the young generation and i want to touch on that what's your take on it i mean what what do you see out there i mean being that you have a, a 23 year old son and and i mean what do you see the millennials that mindset when you go out and teach I mean, from our generation, we're pretty much the same age in comparison. I mean, because I tell you, we can sit here and have a five-hour conversation on this, but I just want your opinion and your take on it. I see entitlement. I see arrogance. I see weakness. I see technology has taken over. You know, like I'll give you an example. You know, when I was a kid, when we were kids, I went out and played, and literally my mother would yell at me because I was – missing dinner because I was out doing whatever it is, playing in the streets, getting in fights, chasing women, doing things that boys and girls do. Nowadays, you got to pry the damn joysticks away from their hand. Uh, my daughter has an iPad, and if it's not an instructional type of lesson plan type thing for whatever she does with school and stuff, she gets an hour a day on it. Um, I tell her, 
go out and get on your trampoline. Um, what would I tell kids? Get off your lazy asses and go be hungry for something. Because and the and the, here's the problem. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it to you. It's it's not the kids' fault. It's our faults as their parents. And people go, whoa, what do you mean? I'll tell you exactly what it means. Every parent wants what? Their kids to have more than they did, right? Do you agree? I agree, agree 100%. Okay. You can give, I can give my kids more than I have, and they still don't have half the shit they got. We spoil our kids. Kids, you need to teach kids at an early age to appreciate shit. My son, when he left the house at 23, didn't know how to do anything. My daughter's nine years old right now. Next year, I'm going to teach her how to balance a fucking checkbook. That's how serious I am. I am. I have lost my mind with that. I mean, my daughter understands things cost money. You have to teach children. You have to program children. Don't put them in front of a damn video game or a TV and go, uh, um, they're good for a while. I'm going to go do whatever it is I got to do. You got to spend time with your kids. And I know... We've got single parents. I grew up with a single mom. I get it. I get it. You got to find time to get pool kids away from these damn video games and get these damn fucking texts out of their hands and, you know, the phones. You got to find time. My house is a rule. When we have a family dinner, TV shut off, phones are put away. I don't give a shit if the Pope calls. We're not answering. It's got to happen. It's got to happen because I'm telling you, our youth is not what they used to be. They're not as patriotic. They're not. They're not as pro-military. They're not, you know, I don't get into faith. I don't want to get into that. But And they're just not as fucking respectful. I'll give you an example. Dude, when I was a kid and a cop said, come here, police officer, excuse me, my dad would kill me for saying that. Yes, sir. What do you need? Uh, you put your head down. Look at me, boy. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Dude, kids nowadays, they got no fucking respect for anybody. And I don't know where the hell it comes from. You know, I open you know, my daughter's nine years old. I, t I open the car door for her and her mother. I open doors for him. I told my daughter, she's nine. You should expect the boy to open the car door for you. She goes, well, dad, yes. well, daddy, what if he doesn't? Then he doesn't deserve to be your friend or be your be your boyfriend. And I've, I'm programming her for that right now, right now. And I'm telling parents, if you're listening to me, do the same damn thing. Program your kids to be treated and treat others the way you would want to be treated and you would want others to be treated. Bottom line. Don't get me fired up on this. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. I agree 100% 10 times over. It's, it's a big thing is I also run a kids program and I can see uh, I can see where the kids are getting this from. I mean, the way I teach, I'm very, very disciplined. <laughs> you know, sometimes parents ask me, hey, do you have a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Because you're bringing your child here and I'm and you're giving me an hour of their time. They're going to be instilled discipline. They're going to be instilled honor. They're going to have integrity instilled into them. Absolutely. This is what we do. This is a way that I came up and this is what I believe in. And um, in the end, they love it. But it's it's a matter of being a parent. And, and, and the first thing, I don't know, Ray, if you would agree with me, is you don't have to look far from the apple. You see how the kid is behaving and all you got to do is look at the parent and it's a it's almost a mirror reflection and it, it's disturbing but that, that's just our generation right now i 
couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I, I, with my underprivileged kids I work with, all the way up to the UCLA Bruins and some of the NFL pros I work with, um, if you've seen some of the shows, I like to establish dominance right off the get-go. I like to let them know who the, the cock of the walk is. So what do I do? If you've ever watched my BBC uh, Ultimate Hell Week, I put them in push-up position and I talk about myself. And depending on the attitude that I get and the backs that aren't straight and the and this, I can talk for hours. I can talk for hours. But it's amazing. What I'm doing is, is I'm teaching individuals to work as a team because here's what's going to happen. After two minutes of being in a push-up position, someone always is smart enough to go, hey, from I'm talking high school kids all the way up to the UCLA Bruins, someone will say, hey, maybe if we shut up, and we keep our back straight, he'll pull us up. And it's, it's a drill that I do. And I talk about myself. Are they listening to anything I say? Not at first, but guess what? When I tell them, this will stop soon as I start talking. And if I quiz you guys on something, um, you better be ready or I'll put you back into push-up position. Then we start getting into muscle memory drills. It's called a Kim's game. We get into attention to detail. Guess what? I've already taught them a lesson, two lessons how to memorize, categorize things, and how to work as a team. And parents are like, you're so mean. Well, then guess what? Get your kid out of here. Go. Right. You, brought, you brought them to me. You brought them to me because they're not listening. Sure. I've, had, I've had so many parents call me afterwards and say, Cash, I don't know what the hell you did to my kid, but thank you so much. You know, When I give some of my lectures with the UCLA Bruins, I tell the coaches to get out. Try telling Jim Moore to get out of his own damn classroom. He'll be looking at me and go, what did you say? Sir, I need you to leave. And the coaches are like, or, and the kids are like, ah. Uh. It's because when your parents are around or people of influence, they're not going to act the same as they will when it's just us there. I literally shut the door and I lock it and say, hey, it's just us now. Now we're going to talk. Now we're going to get real. And I, I go at it, man. And I tell kids, you are here because you are doing something wrong. And I am here to fix it. And kids are like, okay, push-up position. Getting push-up. It's amazing what a plank or a push-up can do to an individual that's 13 to 60 because they all respond the same way. You, you're here. You were voluntold to be here. Or I don't care how you're here, but you're mine now. So guess what? If I have you for two hours and I want to keep you in a push-up position and break your back, I will. And that's it. And I'm telling you. <laughs> I've never lost. I have, ne I, I have a great track record. One of the toughest kids that I ever had to deal with was Cassius Marsh. He now pl he played for the Seahawks. He played for the Patriots, and now he's for the 49ers. He calls me every week still. Every week he calls me before a game and says, motivate me, Mr. Cash. And I let him have it. Every week. That's awesome. It's awesome that someone could come to you for that, and you know you're you're out there pushing these guys, and it, it has to make you feel good, man. It has to make you feel good. That's awesome. It does. It does. It's what it's. It, you know, it makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. Hey, talk to me a little bit about discipline. How can we instill discipline? How can how can we bring discipline to the forefront of our lives if we've been really struggling with it? Are you talking about as children? Or are you talking about as adults? I'm talking just about adults, the average person trying to instill discipline, even being a better parent, you know, dis disciplining yourself to be a better parent. You know, I, I think 
that all stems from you got to find your why. You got to figure out, you know, obviously, if you're trying to instill discipline in yourselves or others, um, something's not working. The equation's not working. I have an equation um, that I go by time plus effort equals result. That's my equation that I use for my mindset. If you're not doing one of those, if you're not doing the time plus effort, you will not see the result. See, the problem is with people is they want to put in a little half-ass effort, half-ass time, and they want to get the full effort, uh, the full result in. That's not how it works. And the same thing applies with discipline. You Discipline doesn't start overnight. Um, you either have to find role models. Um, you know, you can lead by example. Like, I'll give you an example. If you're trying to find discipline in your kids, okay, first thing you need to ask yourself is, are you a disciplined parent? Are you, you know, are you leading by example? Are you doing this? And if you are, then we have to go to, okay, then what I would do is go, okay, well then who is these, who is your son or daughter hanging out with? You have to, you have to figure out a problem because this is what I tell people. Don't, I don't find, okay, don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a solution. You know, like parents are coming to me with a discipline issue from their child. I'm going to ask them. Are you leading by, are you a good role model? Be honest. Yes, I am. Okay. Do you know who your friend, your kids are hanging out with? No, I don't. Okay. Well, maybe that's an issue right there. So what do we have to do? We have to, you have to find the stem of the discipline at, uh, problem. You, you have to dig deep. So, and it can, it can stem from a lot of things, but if you, you have to investigate, you know, you, but usually, usually 90% of the time, if it's a child, he, either, he or she either doesn't have a role model or they're hanging out with the wrong crew. If it's a parent coming to me, it's the same thing. Hey, when you were growing up, how were you in school? Eh. Are you known for being on time or being late for work? Eh. Um, you know, do, do you have successful relationships in life? Eh. Well, guess what, man? You're answering all the questions here to yourself. Maybe start trying to show up. You know, I tell kids. If you are 10 minutes early, you're on time. That's right. That's that's how you, that's how you start with discipline. Um, you want something, you should be the last one to leave. Like I run a team for something that I do. I'm the first one in every day. I'm the last one that leaves every night. You must lead by example because sure. people sure. can see through bullshit, brother. And, and back home, it's the same thing, you know. Um, discipline. You know, I ask people, are you physically – you know, are you physically fit? Eh, well, hey, can you can you get the discipline to go work out um, three times a week? I don't have the time. You can't drink a glass of water, walk for 15 minutes and 15 minutes back every day? Well, of course I could. Well, guess what? That is the fundamentals of discipline. Just you, you got to start somewhere. And a lot of people that don't have discipline are just lazy and they're going through life with blinders on. And, you know, and they're bitching all the time of why they don't have this and why they don't have that. But if they take a second to dissect what they're doing wrong or why they're late or why they're this or why they're that, and they write it down. Because a drill I make people do is I make them put on one side of the piece of paper positive things about themselves just like I did with the sticky and negative things about themselves. Dude, let me tell you what. You'd be surprised how many people's negatives outweigh their positive. <laughs> that That is that yeah. is a recipe for disaster. Sure. You know, so what do you what's your take on, you know, we're talking about discipline. I'm a big believer that 
a person that's physically fit automatically exudes discipline, exudes confidence. Um, and they can go into a workplace environment, they can go into a speaking engagement, whatever it is, and they're just going to carry that much more respect. Do you, do you believe in that? I agree in that wholeheartedly. Um, physical fitness, people that join the military and they get out with an honorable discharge have a greater chance of getting hired um, better than someone that's overqualified without a college degree. It's like 63%. I've, I've done it. Now, a college degree, people take that as discipline because the person went through four years of school. So you can be hired just because of your background of what you are. Have I been hired because I look, as Jason Redmond says, I am. I look like a typical SEAL. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Chiseled jaw, you're in great shape, your hair's perfect. I'm like, dude, all I do is get up and work out with my wife when I'm home. And then when I'm on the road, I, you know, I do physical fitness. You know, I, I that's, everybody should have one common why and it should be, there's a couple different whys, but their first why should be fitness. Why? Because fitness will keep you living longer, feeling better about yourself. And it's been statistically proven people that are physically fit succeed in life because they're more confident. Sure. They're perceived in a better aspect. Like I'll give you an example. You have a guy like me that's five foot seven, five foot eight, two hundred pounds, low body fat, and you have a big fat person, no offense, obese person, let me use that word, um, that comes in for the same job interview and it's something that's gonna handle construction. Who do you think they're gonna hire? Sure. Sure. They're gonna hire me. Even if the other guy could be better qualified. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, because it shows we're gonna go back to that word that you've been talking about, discipline. What it shows is, hey, this guy's been sitting around eating bonbons or ho-hos. Who knows? Maybe he could have a thyroid problem. I don't know. But this other guy, I bet you this guy finds time every day to go to the gym and better himself. And that's what it's about, man. You know? Sure. Absolutely. I think it gives, it gives an, um, an out, outside perspective of, hey, I, I have dedication. I have drive. I have desire. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, being a professional bodybuilder. I'm talking about being physically fit, taking care of yourself, you know, you know, going for a job, you know, make sure you're clean cut, you know, just, you know, I shave off the beard, look the part, you know, put on something that, you know, looks presentable, but people will look at you. People will judge you by the way you look. That is society. Absolutely. So this is, you know. Because what they're looking at, like we said, is, is this guy, does this guy have discipline? Because if I see you and you're physically fit, you know, obviously with your background, okay, this guy is, this guy does have discipline. He does have drive. He does have the dedication. Um, he has desire. Why? Because he's 45 years old and he can out hustle. Let's go back to this, the, our entitled youth. He can out hustle probably 80% of 18 year old kids. That's sick. That's pathetic. When I was 18 years old, oh my God, I challenge anybody. I'd run a, a five minute mile and do all this crazy stuff. I mean, I'm still in great shape, but now I've got 18 year old kids in my neighborhood that can't run a mile. Sure. It's pathetic. Absolutely. With you 100% there. All right. So before we let you go, Ray, and this is something that I ask, uh, I ask to all my guests here. Define a modern day warrior. Okay. Uh, a modern day warrior is someone that puts 
others before himself. Yes. It's number one. Fam- family, friends, faith, freedom, his country. He puts other things first. He's not shallow. He's not selfish. He's selfless. He's a person or she is a person that gets up and their mission, their their objective every day is to be better than the day they were prior. Okay? I tell people, you know, they always say, don't look back. Listen to me. I'm going to make this very clear. It's okay to look back to see how far you've come. But what I tell people is look ahead and see how much farther you have to go because there is no finish line to the warrior mentality or mindset. When you get to the top of the mountain, you, you've heard this before if you watch my show, that's where the challenge starts because you, you do whatever you can to get up there. And then once you get up there, that's when the mentality and the mindset kicks in. That's where you have to use, and I can't get into it, my seven points of performance to stay on top of your game. Because like I told you before, in order to be proficient at everything you do, let's use shooting, seven points of performance. Guess what? In order to be proficient with mindset, you've got to have those my seven points of performance that I use. All right. You gotta have that front sight focus. You gotta have that why. Okay. You gotta have those short, middle, long-term goals. You've got to have things that drive you. Okay. So a modern day warrior and the mindset is someone that puts everything else before himself, needs no credit. Needs no success, but I promise you, if you do everything like you're supposed to, it will all fall into place. Amen. You have to give. You have to give to get, brother. And the the, the warrior mindset, like I said, you have to give to get. You have to be willing to sacrifice for the greater good. If not, then you're just fucking going through life with blinders on, like a horse, and all you're gonna do is do the minimum. Don't be the horse with the carrot in front of you. Be the fucking racehorse that wants to get out in front and stay out in front. Have that mindset, guys. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, Ray, where can people reach you? Um, they can reach me at um, on Instagram, uh, Ray Cash Care. Or excuse me, uh, Raymond Care. You can hit me up on Facebook, Raymond Care. Um, we have, um, I'm, I've teamed with uh, Dr. Brett Osborne, drbrettosborne.com. Uh, and then I have a Facebook, it's a private page that you have to ask to join called Frog, where we do, literally, I put on, uh, we have over a thousand members. Uh, there is a membership fee. Uh, you pay one time, it's $24, where we, I talk about mindset, and we have about a thousand people in there every day that are just positive people that are talking about fitness and motivation and I tell everybody this, the same thing I'll tell you. We had a guy that was negative on that website. What do you think happened to him? He got he got his money back, and I told him to go pack sand. I have no time for negativity. I have no time for doubt. It's all just people that awesome. want to be- better themselves. So check it out. Um, I'm with Rogue American Apparel, Invader Coffee. Um, you guys need any anything from them, use code CA$H. Uh, I get a 15% discount. All my proceeds go to some sort of charity in one way or another. Very good, man. Very good. Listen, we're going to put all the uh, links to to your sites um, on the show notes. And uh, 
We're definitely going to have you back on, man. This has been an absolutely enlightening conversation, my brother. Oh, you are very eloquent, sir. I'm a little bit uh, flying by the seat of my pants and raw, but it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Now, we appreciate you being on, really, man. Stay safe, brother. Bam, there you have it. What a great conversation with Cash. This guy is a motivational man, and he is the real deal. I hope that you really took down some notes and start processing this and implementing it into your life. Remember, it takes action in your part to make it happen. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Man of War Podcast. Also, go grab your free manual titled Strengthen Your Warrior Spirit at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. And of course, go sign up for the Warrior Development Academy for free right now for a limited time at forgingawarrior.com. Until next time, remember your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory. 